Hi, and welcome to episode 46 of the Twisted Stitches podcast. I'm Twee. And Kimberly. And this is a knitting and other fibery fun podcast. Today we're recording on Sunday, October 2nd, 2016. We were just talking about, for all you listeners who do not live in Southern California, we were just, <laughs> no, I was going to mention that. Yeah, we were just talking about, there was this study that there were like 200 small, small um, quakes that happened in the, the Salton Sea. Salton Sea. And this... Which isn't too far from us. It's like this weird place. Yeah. Have you ever seen that movie, The Salton Sea? No. With Val Kilmer? It's actually a pretty good movie. Oh. Yeah, it's called The Salton Sea, and... Anyway, it's a sixth place. I've never been there, but it's like this... I'm not really sure what it is. It's this weird natural phenomenon where these, like... I'm going to look it up. Okay. So you can explain it better to the listeners, because I don't really know how to explain it. I don't know what it is. I've just upgraded to the new operating system, though, so I have no idea what's happening now. So this might take a while. Continue. (laughs) Um, And I'm not sure how far it is from Los Angeles. It's not too far. And I know they filmed part of the movie there, like shots from the movie. 290 earthquakes in 104 hours. Yeah. Salt and sea swarm prompts slight increased risk of large quake. Right. So basically what happened is that there's a lot of little earthquakes. Can you find out what the Salton Sea is, though? Mm. Shallow saline endorheric? Endorheric? Okay. Endorheic. It's a yeah lake located directly on the San Andreas Fault. Yeah, it's like, yeah, a body of water, but I think it's like... Oh, it's near Coachella. Okay. It's all... Either salt or salt water. Yeah, and it's but below it's sea level. It's below sea level. Yeah. So basically what's happened is that there's a lot of little earthquakes that have happened in that area, which prompts a risk, a bigger risk for a large San Andreas earthquake, which right. is our big fault line. Fault line in that California. California. Yeah. Um, and I mean... So there's been a warning up until Tuesday that there's a higher risk of a large earthquake. Would you hear Tuesday? I heard seven days. Oh, really? I heard Thursday. I just, really? Yeah. I heard this, this morning it was Tuesday. It might have expanded. Wow. But I was talking to my other friends a couple of days ago, and, like, they were saying, like, um, it's like the window is larger, you know, the the window is smaller, but, like, like, we're due for, like, a big earthquake, but the window for it is, like, you know, like, 300 years or something, or 500 years, so it's a big window, even though it's, you know what I mean? The article that I read was... San Andreas, like, you usually have a big earthquake every 150 to 200 years. Right. But for right now, we're in, like, 330 or something. So we're long due for an earthquake, like a big one, because the last... But, the, I mean, San, the 19... What was it? 19, the Northridge one? Yeah, the Northridge earthquake was, like... It wasn't huge, but it was, like, substantial. Yeah, I didn't live here at the time, and I did live up in Northern California when... I forget, it was in the 80s. Yeah, that it big one It was a really the big... There was a big one. Um, up in the, like, Bay Area. I remember that one. I remember it really clearly. Yeah. I was sitting in our kitchen, and the earth started to move, and we were just like, what the? Yeah. And I went into the backyard, because there was nothing in our backyard. And our house is only one story. Um, and it lasted for a really long time. 
Yeah, I think that these the the Northridge quake didn't last that long. But it was a big one. There was, it was damage. A big one. There was damage. But they said that like they they're afraid that this this one because it's been so long, mm-hmm. it will actually not it'll only be um, stronger, but it will last longer. Like they said, it could last up to a like it could last a minute. Yeah, um, which is a long time for an earthquake. It's if you've really ever been in an earthquake. Yeah, and and by the way, I'm from the East Coast, so I don't understand. <laughs> All you people that are okay with the earth moving, the earth is not supposed to move. I don't think okay. we're okay with it. It's just you can't do anything about it. Yeah, I think I mean, people are just used to it, and I'm just like, this is not right. So, well, what? I mean, I think, like, tornadoes and hurricanes are scary. Yeah. Well, I was just talking to someone, too, and they were like, because, you know, I have the blueberry. Yeah. And... Well, which is why I was at our friend's house, and they were... Stopping up. Well, they're checking their earthquake kit, because they have one, but you have to, you know, swap out things every six months or a year or whatever, whenever things expire, you know, like you have canned goods, they expire. So they were just checking the expiration dates on things and taking things out and then going to buy new stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I was like, gosh, you guys are so prepared. And, but they have a like one and a half year old and they're like, yeah. mostly it's because of her that we're, she so hasn't, like, she hasn't as quick, like for her for school herself. and stuff. So they were going through that and they were like, let's go through ours. So, yeah. So I don't have an earthquake kit really. You don't? The, well, I have one, and it's very, very bare bones. Like, it's not... I, it's got, like, first aid, and it has, like, foil blankets, and it's making, got some... I making... Yeah, making one a while. Yeah, bad. and it's got, like, some, like, high-calorie bars. Food, and, yeah. But this I, was before Blueberry, right? No, so, you need... Like, yeah, they have one for their baby that has for naps and diapers, and... Yeah. Actually, they're going to give you some diapers, because all the ones in the current kit are too small for their baby right now. Oh, no, we talked about it. They're okay. too small for... Oh, they're already too small yeah, for the blueberry? Yeah, they're too small for blue. Oh, that's so. bummer. Yeah, so we're, she's she's size three now. Okay. She can fit into size they two. two, yeah. But I'm going to be honest. We don't want to chance it. Like, we don't want to chance a blowout just because of a size two well, diaper. especially during an earthquake. No, I'm yeah. Well, that's you, right? Like, oh, so... So, it, it has, like, some stuff, but yeah, I was just telling Tweet, yeah. like, we, we really do need to go to Target and, like... I don't even it's care about me and Al. Stuff. Like, we need to get at least another thing, a formula. Yeah, yeah, it's like, thing. they have formula, they yeah. have bottles, and they have, like, just stuff for the baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you guys can probably, you know, you can eat, like, canned goods or whatever, but your, your baby's not even on yeah, food Yeah, she's not yet, on solid food so. Yet, so, it's just interesting. I mean, it's doubtful anything huge is going to happen. Famous last words, right? I'm, like, knock on wood right now. Um, yeah, I was reading something, too, that, you know... It's just a higher chance. Like, usually it's, you know, one in 6,000 chance. And right now it's, like, one in 3,000. Yeah. Which is, is higher. It is. But it's still... Higher. I don't I don't think it's that likely. Well, and let's be honest, right? Like, the Earth moves. It does. It's going to move. It does all the time. It's going to happen. I, personally, I would like to have moved out of Southern California when this happens. You I don't want to stay here. But you've been through earthquakes, yeah? Yeah, I've been through, like, little earthquakes, but nothing big. I mean, I wasn't here for Northridge. But were you here at the one... In our old building, we used to work together. Yeah, that the, was the the building like the building's on rollers. Yeah, and so the building moved the for, and it was a while, and it moved kind of for a while after the earthquake stopped because we're on rollers. Yeah, we could tell because all the lights were swinging, everything was yeah. swaying, and my, we came out of our offices. My and we're one like, friend from Oklahoma. Oh, she left. No, no, no. Stacy left. I mean, no, she they, left. no, no. I'm talking about Brian. Oh, okay. He was like, "Is this an earthquake?" Yeah, and he was like, he'd never experienced an earthquake since he'd moved to. Los Angeles, even though it had been a while, and I, did I get in the doorway or did I get under my desk? I think under the desk is usually pretty safe. Yeah. You have a good desk. I got under the doorway, I, th- I got in the doorway, and then, um, I know Stacy went home early that day, one of our did coworkers. Did freak out? She kind of freaked, because uh. she was like, because again, it, also like the motion, 
And then the building is still swaying. The building, the, the swaying building actually made me feel sick because it felt like I was in a boat or something. Yeah. That yeah. actually made me feel kind of nauseous. So yeah, we're just panicking yeah. about that right now. I, um. I actually, Kimberly called me to set up the time to come over today. I was at Target. Uh-huh. Um, buying a few things for my earthquake kit. I mean, let me just show you guys. My earthquake kit is, like, not really super prepared. It's just my friends were doing it, so I was like, I should probably get mine together. And if this quake actually does happen in the next couple of days, like, I'm screwed. I have my earthquake kit. Kimberly is cradling a bottle of open whiskey. Yeah, that's um, true. Unopened. I mean, I guess... By the way, I'm hiding this from Muffin. Yeah, I'm hiding this from Iron Muffin. You should. Because he drank all mine last time. Oh, that's mean. Yeah, I've been to Owen. I know. <laughs> Randomly. There you go. I know. And so I was at Target buying things like clip bars and... It's a good idea. Baby wipes. Just, you know, not for babies, but for me. And yeah. couldn't find matches, like, for some oh, reason. Do you know what I got um, um, on Amazon? I have waterproof matches. Yeah, I've been reading some of the reviews on the. Yeah, they're not great. Yeah, they're not great. They're not great. I mean, I figure if I just put them in a Ziploc, it should be okay. Um, I'm gonna get some of those like fire starters just in case too, and I got a poncho, which probably isn't a great poncho, but if it has to keep me clean for a little while, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I really want a headlight lamp. Oh, I've got a headlight lamp, but I just don't know which ones are good ones. I don't um, want to spend a lot, but I don't want to be crap. Should I have to put it on and? make my way out of some rubble, I would like to be able to use this headlamp and not have it, like, yeah. be like, crap. Yeah. I mean, we've got, we've got two headlamps. I know that's you, our, I remember. I, I like the headlamp. Yeah. yeah. I'm going for my car, too, actually. Yeah. So, anyway, that's, uh... I mean, that's so random, but... That's what we've been doing. All you, uh, other SoCal peeps, um... Yeah. And if you don't live in SoCal, now you know. <laughs> you don't want to move here right now. <laughs> it's scary. I, mean, I guess it's interesting. I mean, is California the only place in the United States with a major fault line with earthquake, yeah, like where that happens. Because I know it happens in other parts of the world. There's but definitely are there other places in the United States where earthquakes are a concern. I don't even know. Um, nobody will. I think a lot of people don't want to admit that, but I think New, a good portion of New York is on a fault line. Why won't Why don't they admit it? Um, well, California's admitted because it because it's dormant. It's like the it hasn't it hasn't um, moved in a very very long time. Oh, interesting. I, I didn't know it, that. If it did. It would be obviously a disaster, but it's it's on like a, um, I think it's New York State. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's something like on the East Coast, like right that runs almost like right near Manhattan. Like it would be a really big problem. Really for Manhattan. interesting. Um, New York. It's interesting. I've never heard of it, but like growing up in California, you hear about earthquakes because we have all because the time. we have one that's really active. Yeah, I guess. Um. Oh, yeah. here. This is where I'm from. That's really funny. Um, so this is called the Ramapo Fault Zone, spanning more than 185 miles in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, it's a system of faults between the northern Appalachian Mountains and the um, Piedmont areas. Mm -hmm. um, it's best known fault zone in the mid-Atlantic region, and some small earthquakes have been known to occur. Okay. Um, recently, public knowledge about the fault has increased. Um, yeah, because I've never heard of it's, it. Yeah, point. It, because it's really close to New York. Yeah. So that's, I'm actually from that Ramapo area. Okay. Um, yeah, I was just in thinking New Jersey. Like, yeah. No one ever talks about earthquakes in other parts of the United States, and was, but it seemed weird that only California would have a fault line. No, and we've, and I've actually, like, read, I read, I think it was that book, um, there was this book, uh, oh, the, the World the, Without Us. I was say the one with the green, like, yeah, buildings like, on it's it. It's the world without us, and, like, what happens if, like, basically humans disappeared, right. and, 
and there's a huge, huge um, uh, portion of it directed at New York, particularly the subway systems and how all of these pumps have to be have to be going constantly all the time yeah, just to keep, work just yeah. to keep the subways well to keep the subways from flooding because most of the subway oh. system is actually I think under sea level. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's this huge thing. It's really interesting, interesting chapter. Um, but I, I forget. I think they did touch upon the fault line in New York. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, there is a fault line in New York that's really close to New York City, but it's it's very in, it's not as active as in the San Andreas. San Andreas yeah. I mean, Which, as I was, Dwayne Johnson. Knows. As I was to say, and and I I talked about it when I went to see the movie, but San Andreas, I find it a thoroughly entertaining movie. I'm gonna have to see it. I'm not gonna lie, I'm I find it, it very entertaining. Um, if something that bad did happen, mm-hmm. I'm sure I'd be toast. But yeah, I think it's an entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's scary for other. My friend was scared to see it because we live in she lives in California too. But um, oh, I'm she, not seeing that. I'm not, I'm gonna see that when I move to like. Kansas or something. You should watch it. There are no it. tall buildings. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, Dwayne Johnson's not going to come rescue us, unfortunately. If you don't have Bummer. someone like Dwayne Johnson, who's part of the like LA Rescue Service, mm-hmm. to come get you, I mean, you're screwed. But you know, I was just thinking of Dwayne because I saw this picture. I was looking. I was. I was. Um, I don't know why, but I had seen this article about my train is on with Amy Schumer. Yeah. Right to John Cena. Yes. Right? Because he was in Trainwreck. Because he was in Trainwreck, and then John Cena to Dwayne Johnson. Right. And I saw this picture of Dwayne and John Cena, and I kind of have, like, I kind of really like John Cena after Trainwreck. Yeah, he's he's funny. funny. Yeah, yeah, Um, I really like him. And uh, I was just thinking, like, oh, I wonder if John Cena could rescue me. Like, Dwayne Johnson would rescue someone in San Andreas Fault. I could get John John Cena Cena to rescue. Yeah, I kind of like John Cena. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember... There you go. This is more so today, but we used to... <laughs> We're not talking about knitting. <laughs> yeah, we used to read to two little kids uh, as part of a reading program yeah. in elementary school with our work, and we used to go I think over... we talked about it before. Yeah, we used to go every week. Um, unfortunately, we moved buildings, and then Kimberly changed jobs. Like, we, it's too far from the school to do it. Um, but we read to two kids, and they were best friends. And Kimberly's kid loved, loved wrestling. wrestling. He loved John Cena. John Cena was his favorite. Yeah, right? John Cena was his favorite. Yeah. But I just think I think it's really funny, right? Because of all the things, like it's like monster trucks. Like I can't relate to you at all. Like I don't know what to no. tell you. Kimberly's like, kid loved I wrestling and zombies. <laughs> zombies. And this we, kid was like, I don't know. He was like, how old was he? Six or seven when we met seven. him, and he was watching The Walking Dead. Like no comment on that. But he would talk about it with Kimberly, and Kimberly. Oh, I'm gonna just, comment on that. She would just have this terrified look on her yeah, face. Yeah, a six or seven year old should not be watching The Walking Dead. Was... I'm like 35, and I'm not watching The Walking Dead. It scares the sh- <laughs> stuff. <laughs> it scares the stuff out of me. So I'm just like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Like, and he's telling me all this stuff, it was and I'm just like, so funny. I'm absolutely terrified for I'm you. I'm like watching him talk to her about. The Walking Dead and Saw. Yeah. Maybe he was a little older by then. Maybe he was a couple years older. But I was he was like, like watching Saw, and I'm like, I wanted yeah. to cry which for so a, many which reasons. It's a very good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's got our favorite actor, Carrie Elwes. Carrie Elwes, who's going to be her. in the Santa Monica Public Library on Thursday. I know, and we are hopefully hopefully we're thinking go. of going. So yeah. it's gonna, probably going to be a zoo. Mm-hmm. But how many chances do you, you get to meet Carrie Elwes? You get to meet Wesley. I know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, anyway, that's so off topic. In some minutes, of yeah. Crazy. Okay, yeah. Sorry about that. Go back to knitting. I don't know what else to say, so let's just move on to knitting. Whip it. Whip it. Kimberly, what are you working on? I'm working on on the lovely leaf scarf. Yes. Lovely lace leaf scarf. Look, look, look. From Pearl Soho. Yeah, so last time we we talked about it, and Uh I was 
I was doing the first portion. I need to take a picture of this. I don't have any pictures of it. Oh, I was doing the first portion of it. And, you know, you do one half and then you leave the stitches live and then you do the second half yeah. because you, you graph them in the middle. middle. Yeah. So I'm actually done with the first half. Oh, it's so pretty. Isn't it pretty? And I do is- actually like it um, sort of unblocked and, like, textured. Yeah, it's nice textured. Um, so... I'm on the second part, so I'm over halfway done, which I'm really excited about. Okay. So um, you started the other half. I started the other half. I'm not too far into the other half. Only maybe the second. So how long is maybe? one half? It's pretty long. I think it's about like three feet, two and a half, maybe more. No, maybe three feet. Three feet. Okay. Three feet. Um, and I'm gonna block That's it. You'll have like a six foot like skirt. Yeah, I'm gonna block it just a little bit longer. Like just pull on it a little. Yeah, yeah. You bit, could like lightly block it, it or just steam block it even. Yeah, because I like the texture. I like the leaf uh, leaves. Um, yeah, it's really. I really pretty. like this yarn. This, this is Jared Flood's Brooklyn um, Tweed. Brooklyn Tweed's, I do um, like it. Almanac. It's a blue navy blue yarn. Yeah, it's really pretty. Um, I did. Um, I had a little bit of a problem on my new. Um, side, I pulled on it and the yarn broke. Oh, did you pull too hard? Yeah, it is like the. Well, I forget that's what the it's... thing. I don't actually think I pulled too hard. Yeah. I think it just was like a. You the, know, like oh, a, it's a weakness. Spot. Yeah. yeah, it is the way it's spun is it, it does not. It's like Noro. It doesn't take too well to like like hard. Yeah, you handling. can't really. Yeah, we had a friend who knit. And she doesn't really knit very much, but she bought some Noro and then she claimed she hated it because. It kept breaking on yeah. her, but she was kind of a new knitter, and she would pull really hard yeah. on her yarn, and she was just so annoyed by it. <laughs> so, so we're pre- I'm pretty excited about it. I'm happy that I'm halfway done. This is part of the Blueberry Project, which is the 18 projects. I'm going to do one for each birthday. Yeah. Um, so this is birthday number 17. Okay. And, um, yeah, I'm hoping to finish you it. You should make one for me. I know. I need to make another one. You know I like to make things in twos. Yeah, I do, too. Um, so I need to make another one. I'm probably going to hopefully finish this by, I want to be optimistic and say November. But I don't actually think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be more like December. How long does it take you to finish this half? I haven't... Well, that's the thing. I don't think I work... I think I could probably go faster if I worked on it. Yeah. I think the the lace part is just the sort of, like, more time-consuming part. And then once you do that, it's just, like, six inches of stockinette. Yeah, it's actually... It's fun. The stockinette is fun, too, because it's my only stockinette project. Mm -hmm. So I can just watch it, do it while I watch TV. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm really happy with that. Okay. And, uh, that's, that's what I've been working on, because I only knit, like, you know, when Le Bebe is asleep. Okay. Did you start any of those other projects? No. That you talked about last week? No, I wanted to, though. Okay. <laughs> I thought about it. You thought about and it. And then I was like, no, I have to get this done. So. Okay. Um, probably not. Not yet. Okay. But hopefully this week. Okay. How about you? Um, I have done some knitting. I did a few more rows on that cyclades vest that I've been working on for my friend's uh, four-year-old and that's in the Mad Tosh Merino DK in our one of our faves Spectrum that's a really nice colorway I haven't done a ton on it Uh, I think I say that every week I I don't have too much to I mean I still have a lot of length to go but like it's more like doing a few rows of increases and then just a lot of stocking net and then like sleeves Mm -hmm. like not even real sleeves they're just cap sleeves so I don't think I'm gonna have to do much on those and I did want to get it done before the end of the year though so I need to uh get on that uh this week the last couple weeks have been really weird for me I was on jury duty you know this yep um 
two days on and then two days off and then two days back on because of the judge's schedule. Uh, so that was like sort of over two weeks. Yeah, and, that's weird. Yeah, and the first two days were mostly just picking the jury and then the trial was like two days and uh, the courthouse, you know, you have to go through security and stuff and it's just a metal detector, but I forget what piece of paper or what, or if it was on the website, but at one point it did specifically say, you know, sharp objects like knitting needles and a few other things like were not allowed. Oh. Yeah, and I used certain- I used to knit though. I this used, was I know. when was this? No, you're right. You're yeah, right. I haven't had your no one tell anybody in Los Angeles County. <laughs> but I I have not had jury duty for like whoa, for maybe like Five years? I had it for a long time. Five or six years. By the way, I totally got summons, and I'm going in November, but, yeah. but, but until then, oh, so you can't bring, I used to, I used to bring well, knitting. I think it depends. Like, really, I think they are thinking, like, knitting needles, like, straights, especially metal. Straight they metal. look dangerous, you know what I mean? I have a feeling that maybe if I had tried, like, my circulars, yeah. you know, they probably would have gone through security. It was just like a, you know, a, one of those, like, see-through things with x-ray things Mm -hmm. you know I don't think they would have stopped me Mm um but I didn't want to risk it especially since I was parking a few blocks away and I was like kind of really sort of I don't I haven't gone in so long I was like super anxious about like getting there on time and going to the right place like I didn't want to get there and then have them tell me to go back yeah yeah. you know yeah and so there was like all this time when I could have been knitting like the first two days basically just waiting around right and then even when I'm on the trial, like, you know, I get there early every morning. We just sit in the hallway, yeah. you know, waiting for the like, court to start. And Did you read? Usually someone's late. Yeah, I did read. It's just hard to concentrate when you're, like, sitting. It's not yeah. that comfortable. Sometimes I was standing because in the morning the courtrooms are really mm-hmm. busy, so all the benches are, like, taken up anyway. Mm-hmm. So I did read. It's just, it would have been so productive if I could have knit, though. <laughs> like, so productive. So I did, uh, yeah, mostly I, yeah, mostly I read and checked work email, mm-hmm. uh, which wasn't that Bummer. fun. Yeah, I did. If you guys follow me on Instagram, I did, um, we were really close to this big park in the middle of downtown called Grand Park, and one day when I was there in the morning, they were setting up some kind of filming, and it just said Warner Brothers TV, and I didn't know what it was, but at lunch, I went to the Starbucks in the park just to get, like, a sandwich and a drink. And I asked the uh, cashier, what the hell are they filming? <laughs> you know, what's going on? I mean, it's L.A., so people are always filming, especially downtown, but I would, couldn't tell what they were filming. And she told me that they were filming Lethal Weapon, the TV show. Yeah. And so I um, got my sandwich, and I was just going to sit down, sort of not really close to the shooting, but, like, I thought sort of far enough away, but... A guy was like, hey, uh, they're about to pan wide, so if you want to, like, get out of the shot, you can't. Like, you know what I mean? Because I was like, okay. So I, like, went back to sort of another section, like, to the walkway. But apparently that wasn't far enough because they started shooting and all these people started walking a certain way. You know what I mean? And then, like, ducking, like, gunfire was going off. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know what to do. So hopefully I didn't mess up this shot. Yeah. Like, there's, you know, like, everyone's running away and ducking, and there's just one random chick standing there with a sandwich <laughs> and, like, you know, lemonade going, what awesome. the heck's going on? Awesome. Um, but... That would probably happen in real life. It, that's though. what I was saying. It like probably would happen in real life. Like, what's going on? What's right? Yeah. So then... You would die. You would die. I, I yeah. mean, probably. Probably die in real life. Yeah. yeah, so... And then I did end up walking far enough away. It was fine. Where I could still kind of see it. And I did it a few more times, and... I think in the far distance I could see, you know, 
Damon Wayans and the other dude. I forget his name. I've seen the pilot, but I forget right. his name. So that was interesting. But I couldn't even knit in the park, you know, because I didn't have... I could have left it in the car and went to go get it, but it wasn't super close. Yeah, it was, I know. And it was about 100 degrees Yeah, um, in L.A. So yeah, so that was kind of a bummer. And so anyway, that's just my way of saying I didn't get a lot of knitting done, I think, in the last couple of weeks. But yeah, I've been working on that vest for my friend's kid. And I'm also, right now, I'm working on my soft kid hat. Yay! <laughs> this is the one I'm making uh, in the Lemonade Shop Simple Sock in Stormy Day, which is her sort of light gray with the rainbow blips. I'm telling you, I love that yarn. Yeah, it's, it's a really good. nice yarn. I really like it. Uh, the colors are just so fun. Every time I get to sort of the neon rainbow bits, I get super excited. Mm-hmm. And so I hadn't done a ton before, like, the last couple of days, but I went to the movies yesterday and took this since I'm on the stocking it section and so I'm just going around and round and I don't remember if I mentioned it last time but I changed the stitch count on this uh oh yeah yeah I think they have you cast on 144 stitches which I remember making this before and that was kind of floppy for me Mm -hmm. or loose so I went down to 128 stitches on this one Mm -hmm. and hopefully Hopefully that'll be better. I think it's pretty. Yeah, I was really hoping it would pool, like yeah. like lightning stripes, but yeah. it's not pooling in that way. It's sort of, I don't know, it is kind of pooling in a certain way. Not pooling, but I guess it's kind of patterning. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's still cool. It's nice. Yeah. And I think those are kind of the only two big things I'm working <gasps> on. Faux show? Faux show! Faux show! I do have one thing. I don't bring it with me because it is blocking. Oh, yeah. On my floor. It's kind of wet right now. I started and finished a new hat. I did not finish any of the hats I talked about last week. No, Um, it's always the way it is. Right. But I got the urge to knit with some of my hand spun. Nice. And so I pulled out a skein that I had done, like, last year. I had spun it up last year uh, because I don't haven't spun in a long time. And I started a hat, and I finished it. Yay! Yeah. So I didn't really use a pattern, uh, but I decided to make a hat. I actually knit this twice. I actually finished it, but then didn't like it, and then ripped it. Oh. Yeah, I finished it in one day. And the first time I did it, it was just a regular hat with about two inches of ribbing, and then, um, you know, a hat. It was kind of like a beanie style. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of decided that I wanted a hat where I could fold up the brim. Oh, yeah, that's nice. You know? So... I ripped it, and I didn't really mind, because it was really fun knitting with hand spun, especially my own hand spun. Yeah. So I ripped it again, and so I recast on, I cast on 80 stitches, I think on a size, what is it, a US 2. Small. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. My yarn's kind of, it's not super even, it's kind of thick, thin, but I would say it's more like a DK to fingering weight Mm -hmm. in places, and so I cast on 80 stitches, and I did two by two rib for about four, inches. four and a half inches, yeah. And then I increased to 88 stitches and switched to a US 3 needle. Yeah. And then just, you know, knit a bunch of stocking it and then just did star decreases on the top. That's nice. Yeah. And so I, I wanted to block it just to um, even out my, you know, stitches. A Where'd you get the spun? The- oh, yeah. The fiber I used... I didn't write it down originally. I know it's from Blarney Yarn, mm-hmm. who is local. She's in SoCalities. Oh, cool. Um, and I believe this was a Polworth blend. And I used two different 
uh, braids, and there were two different colors. Mm-hmm. I think one was called blueberries, and one was called something else. Blueberry! I know, blueberry! One was blue, and one was purplish. Um, bluish purple, and then, like, purple green or something. And so I applied them together, and, yeah, I, I really like it so far. I hope uh, the blocking, you know, just makes it, you know, just a little more uh, even. Mm-hmm. And it looks really cool. Uh, of course, I didn't do it on purpose, but the way I you know, sp- like, plied the yarns together, it creates, um, it almost looks like it's striping. Awesome. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, like, not, a, like, I didn't plan this, so yeah. I'm not good, a good enough spinner yet to actually plan that kind of stuff. That's it for finished objects. Yeah. Um, you didn't finish anything in secret, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just the double-checking. You You're never so know. cute that you think that. That's so nice. Thank you so much. I want you to one day just come into faux show with the three like, finished objects I just never even heard of. That'd be amazing. I'm going to do that one day. I think you should. I think you should. So, all right. Uh, next up, we have a cued. Do you have anything cued? I don't have anything cued. Oh. Uh, just so you guys know, we took a little break, and the blueberry's here with us. So if you hear her, um, that's, yeah, that's her. That's she's, her. She's chilling. She's just going to drink some delicious uh, bottles stuff right now. So, yeah. But she's being good. Um, okay, I have some stuff I queued, not a ton. Uh, the first thing it was a gift pattern by the lovely Melinda from the Yarn to Woman podcast. Oh, nice. Hi, Melinda. Hi, Melinda. She, uh, she was working on this shawl, and I commented in her thread about it. Uh, it's the Riley Rose Shawl by Jennifer Lassonde, mm-hmm. who is the host of the Downseller Studio podcast. She's a designer, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Melinda was making all these awesome shawls, and she showed uh, the Riley Rose shawl, which she had been making, and I'd been kind of on the fence about it. I thought it was pretty, but I wasn't sure it was for me. It's a triangular shawl, but you knit it sideways. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but so, like, the example... You're constantly, like, increasing and then yeah. decreasing. Yeah, so the example is probably just, yeah, increasing probably to the, the triangle tip yeah. and then, like, decreasing, and she did it in... I think two or three colors, and you can do it in however many colors you want, or just one color. So it looks kind of like vertical stripes, almost, but big blocks, like color blocks, you know? And I just wasn't sure it was for me, uh, but I saw Melinda's, and it just looked so pretty and fun, and uh, I wrote on her board that, uh, you know, after seeing hers, it made me kind of change my mind about it, and I thought maybe it'd be something I wanted I would like to make. And then she gave to me the pattern. That's so sweet. Yeah, which is super awesome. cute. I do love that you can give people patterns on Ravelry. It's really fun. And so thank you, Melinda. I definitely want to make that sometime soon. I have to look through my stash to see what colors I want to put together for it because I, I want to do it in at least three colors probably. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so that's the Riley Rose. And then the next thing I've queued is a new pattern that actually isn't out yet, but I've seen it. It's by Nora Gone, and it's called the Stag Head Pullover. Oh, nice. So this is a pattern that she designed. Did you know Nora Gone is designing for Brooklyn Tweed? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like a, maybe like a year or so ago she announced that she was going to do that, which is so awesome. Cool. Yeah. I love her. Because she was at Barocco for a few years, oh, yeah. um, and then after that... Uh, I think she was going to be independent. And she still does do independent stuff, but then she signed on with Brooklyn Tweed. It was really cool. And awesome. she has a new book coming out in, like, a couple of weeks. Oh, great. I don't know what it's called. It's, like, Cables something. And I'm sure it'll be beautiful. I'm sure it'll be awesome. I love her stuff. I recently went through uh, her old book recently, Knitting Nature. Mm-hmm. Remember that book? I love that I book. I love that book. I really need to knit some stuff from it. She has such interesting... 
shapes and yeah. construction and always using like beautiful cables. And so I'm showing I'm gonna show it to Kimberly. So this is called the Staghead Pullover. Oh, that is pretty. And it is a pullover sweater with a like a bunch of cables down the sleeves and up the front. But the main um, attraction is that right at the middle and the chest of the sweater is a cable, you know, motif that looks like a giant stag head. It's really cool. Yeah, so it has a giant stag head with the antlers that like sort of like reach up sort of where your collarbones are. Yeah. And it's really, really cool looking. It looks like it's like chart central. It's gonna be kind of difficult. For it reminds me of like something that should be in Harry Potter. Yes. Right? Yeah. Well, which remind me, let's go back to Harry Potter after this. Okay. Uh, so it's gonna be in making number two. Making is a I think physical copy only publication that is from Matter Made and issue one came out a few months ago. Issue two is coming out in November, and I had I don't have issue one, uh, but I've been able to look through some of the previews online. So it has knitting patterns, and I think it has other things too, like embroidery and all kinds of stuff. And so far, though, they're only releasing these um, issues in paper. Oh, cool! So that you can't buy them digitally. And so I really want to make this one. And for that alone, I mean, there's other stuff in it, but for this alone, I'll probably. Um, buy the magazine. I'm probably going to pre-order it. That's great. Yeah. And so it's so a pretty. worsted weight sweater. Yeah, so many cables. Probably take a lot of yarn because there's a lot of cables. I just love it. One of these days, I really do want to do one of those, like, crazy... Crazy errands. Yeah. Like, yeah, you would like those. And you like I love charts yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. After <laughs> much reluctance. You didn't used to. Uh, but anyway, that's a really... I think that's such a beautiful pattern. And... Yeah, I really, really want to make it. And speaking of Harry Potter, yeah. did you do the test on Pottermore? I didn't, no. Okay, there's a, there's a current test on uh, Pottermore that you can take the test to find your... What's it called? Patronus. Yeah. And so I did it, and oh man, I forget what mine was. Um, so I, I haven't done it yet. Facebook. I really do want to do it. Yeah. People are... It's like any one of those tests, people get unhappy about what they got, or they don't think it's... I mean, when you take the test, too, it's very, uh... You, you don't know what these questions really... You know, you can't, it's hard yeah. to pick. It's hard to pick an answer trying to get, like, what A you want, because, drugs. yeah, because it's just, like, it's, like, black, red, or gray, and then you just pick one, you know what I mean? And I don't know how they choose even but it's interesting, and let's see if I can find mine. Mine was a horse of some kind. Oh, Okay. It is a Dunn Stallion, D-U-N, and I don't know what a Dunn Stallion looks like. Let me look it up. Uh, but that was kind of interesting to me. I, th I thought for sure I'd get something like, I don't know, a cat or a dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay, so Dunn Stallions, they look like they're mostly brown with oh, yeah, darker legs and, like, mane, like, more of a medium tan brown body and darker darker like legs and um hair and stuff so yeah I mean it's pretty uh yeah it's great uh it. I don't know Beautiful. if you ever talked about this but what is your house on Pottermore um it has it has changed yeah mine changed too like a year ago when they redid the website they had people retake the test 
And so my house changed, too. I've got to do it again. And I'm not sure you can't do it again unless you sign up with a different I email. I, I, like, I deleted my account at okay. some point, so I do have to take it again. I have to take okay. the whole thing again. I should have just kept mine, but I just thought, oh, let's see what happens. It was a few years later, you know? Mm-hmm. So originally I was Gryffindor, and now it says I'm Ravenclaw. Which, really? Nothing wrong with Ravenclaw. I just... Every other test I've taken, which, you know, they're just these online tests, I've never been a Ravenclaw. Right, yeah, I think that's what happened to me, is that um, it, like, put me in Slytherin or something, something like I've never been. You are ambitious. Yeah, but it it was like, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, let's see, maybe it was Ravenclaw? Like, it put me in something that I'd never been tested in before. Usually I'm either Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. That's what I always get, Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. Um, so, I'm so I was really sure. surprised that Ravenclaw popped up. So, I mean, I don't really mind, but yeah, and I'm not surprised by Slytherin popping up either. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, really, like, yeah. I don't know. I gotta take it again. So yeah. I haven't taken any of the. I think in my heart, I'm more of a Gryffindor Hufflepuff, but nothing's wrong with Ravenclaw. So yeah, and nothing's wrong with Slytherin. My husband's definitely a Slytherin. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah, I think so. I can see that. I yes. think so. Iron Muffin's a Slytherin. You think so? Yeah, I can see him being kind of a Ravenclaw. I think he was. um in that party we did, I think... I think oh, was he, he was, Slytherin? I think he was Slytherin. He went to a, a Harry Potter party then, but it was a really big-themed party that our friends threw, and it was really cool. And I got Gryffindor. So did, did you? We were in the same. Yeah. No. Anyway, that's a total aside, but... No, I, I didn't get Gryffindor. No? Did you get Ravenclaw? I think I got Hufflepuff. Oh. Yeah. I think Jane's cast me as Hufflepuff. Okay. I got Gryffindor. So, yeah, but they're all good. You know, all the houses are good. I'm not nearly ambitious... And or, like, smart enough to be a Slytherin, I know that. You know what I mean? Definitely not as ambitious as my husband. Yeah, that's true. He's competitive, too. He's very competitive. And I'm but I'm so not. I'm pretty ambitious, so yeah. the Slytherin didn't really surprise me. It was yeah. just not what I usually get, uh, so. I guess we could be friends if we were, you know. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> anyway. It's funny. Uh, yeah, so I got a stallion for my Patronus, but you should do it. I'm curious. Yeah, I'm to curious see all too. the Patronuses. There's a million of them, so so that's been fun. Anyway, that's a total aside. Uh, that was yeah. <laughs> it's the episode that has lots of weird things. Yeah, in it. it's like um, you know, it's like all all things but knitting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's all I have for Q. Just those two things. I I'm gonna yeah pre-order making. That sounds really good. Yeah. And I'll show it to you when I get it. It looks like... Yeah, I'd love to see it. In the online preview, there was a lot of pictures, so I'm assuming it's going to be kind of a big... Awesome. Yeah, publication. Like, I don't know. So, that'll be fun. Cool. And I don't have any retail therapy or anything like that. We've both been trying to be really good. It's going to be good. Have you you bought anything? No. um, No, but I mean, I'm... I think my biggest... I've realized that my biggest um, draw... Mm -hmm. Sorry. My biggest um, is Kitterly. Oh, yeah, Kidderly, which is a local company. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's very dangerous. You get the emails? Yeah, you it's very dangerous. Too. And now they they pop up on my Facebook. Like, mm. oh, you might like this. And it's obviously something that, of course, I would love. It's like But it's all really good people. It's like Melanie Bird yeah, and, like, all these, like, awesome, beautiful yarns. And, like, and I'm like, I totally want to make that. And I like so. kids. Yeah, I like kids, too. I like kind of, like, buying something that has the exact amount of yarn that you need, especially if it's, like, multicolored, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We're going to see... Um, you really wanted that one last time. I know. I was like, I want. There's a couple of them that I really want. Yeah. There's well, a couple of them that I really want. So the nice thing about it, if you do purchase it at some point, that you will be supporting an independent company and a local independent company. 
Which is nice. Yeah, I've, I've sort of just decided to buy... I'm going to buy all the kits until, <laughs> until there are no more kits that I want. And There's so many, though. There's so many, but yeah. I really like Kit Early. And so. you can buy... Um, they have a tour where you can add options like you can buy stitch markers and like the needles to go yeah. with it if you want to make the kit even bigger I mean yeah. you have needles but like say you didn't have the right needles or you wanted to order like a gift they'd be really good gifts yeah I'm just trying to not go crazy no no both so. of us like I haven't like I'm trying not to, to buy anything we both have extensive well no I have an extensive yarn stash but yeah. really has enough for her yeah I'm knitting like at a reasonable yeah. pace but yeah. yeah but I always always want more so um, that's good. So no retail therapy for either of us. Uh, I just have one quick sort of event, FYI, to throw out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, for any of you Southern California listeners, there's a new yarn store opening. I did not know this until really recently. Uh, it's, you know, been such a bummer. A lot of our local yarn stores have closed the last yeah. couple of years. Uh, but I just found out about a new one called SoCal Knits. And it is going to be in Burbank. Yay! Yay! Which is where I live. Not not too far from Kimberly. It's over, you know, in the valley. And there is another, you know, valley yarn store, but you can always use more. You never have enough. You can never have enough. And this one is actually um, going... Is, is owned by one of the people who used to work at Unwind Yarn, which is... Which, you know, was our favorite yarn store... And so she's opened up her own store called SoCal Knits, and the soft opening, I think, was this weekend. I don't know if you had to be invited to that or what, but I think the official grand opening is really soon, October 4th, which is uh, Tuesday, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so look them up. It's called SoCal Knits. If, you know, local, it's 615 South Victory Boulevard, so not very far. And I'm excited about that. They have a Facebook page, so there's some stuff, you know, you know, there's, <laughs> sorry, did you guys hear the blueberry burp? There's some uh, pictures online, uh, and it looks like she's going to have a really fun selection of yarns, so I'm excited about that. I, I definitely want to go out and support, you know, our local stores, and uh, I'm excited. Yay. Are you excited? I'm really excited. It looks really nice. Yeah, it looks pictures. very nice, so... Yeah, if you're local, uh, come check it out sometime. It'll be open, like, later this week, so anytime after. Yeah. And I think that's it for knitting. We're that's pretty, it for pretty knitting. short this week, which is good. We tend to... Oh, it's good because we rambled on for, you know, <laughs> 20 minutes about some other stuff anyway. Yeah. But let's move on to our non-knitting segments, Kimberly. Non-knitting. Non-knitting. What are you, uh, what are you reading? Ah. Mm. Uh. I'm reading Crooked. <laughs> I'm reading Crooked Kingdom yeah, by Lee Bardugo. I'm so excited. We love Lee. She's a SoCal author. Yeah, Lee Bardugo's first book in this um, duology is called Six of Crows. I've I think talked you, about you it. You talked about it. Yeah. Um, it's about a. It's like an Ocean's Eleven heist book with um, teenagers. Teenagers. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's really, really excellent. I'm not even going to talk about it. It's so excellent. Crooked Kingdom is the sequel. Um, it's only two books in the series. It's so which is well so done. nice. Yeah. yeah, I've been waiting. Uh, Six of Crows was my favorite book this year. I think I read it yeah. in January, or February. I'm gonna start it. I think today. Yeah, you should yeah. start it. Um, I think it's gonna be my next book club pick, actually. Oh really? Yeah. When's your month? 
um, we just had my month, but I'll... Oh, the next time comes around? Yeah, okay. next year. Um, and then the sec... Um, so I started Crooked Kingdom last week when it um, showed up on my door on, on Tuesday. Tuesday. I'm still reading. I've got like 140 pages left. Oh. It is really, really well done. Have you been trying so. to read it slowly or no? Yeah, I've been trying to read it slowly, and I've just been really busy too, so I haven't... But I, it was my fault, so last night... I'm exhausted. Last night, <laughs> I should have gone to bed. Should have. Um, and it wasn't that late... And I was so tired because of some other stuff that was going on. And um, instead of going to bed, I stayed up an extra hour and read. And that was my mistake. So now I'm really, really tired. But it's well worth it. Um, Start with Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. It's a YA fantasy. You don't need to read her other books. Um, Yeah, she has another trilogy called the Grisha Trilogy, which is also really good. Which is also very good. this is not related. It's it's in the same world, but yeah, Yeah. you don't have to read. Some of the same characters show up. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Privateer has shown up. Really? I didn't know that. Which is fantastic, because he's my favorite character from the other series. Yeah, you don't have to read that. You don't have to read that. But yeah, so I'm reading that, and I'm super excited about it. Excellent. And then the other thing I want to read, talk about real quick, is Mm -hmm. The Beauty of Darkness by Mary Pearson. Oh, yeah. The Beauty of Darkness is the third and final book in the Remnant Chronicles, mm-hmm. um, and it's a trilogy, The Kiss of Deception, The Heart of Betrayal, and The Beauty of Darkness. It's, mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah. I, I like Mary Pearson. She's yeah. like, um, she's the only friend, is she? No, no. I don't think so. We've met her a few times, though. So. Yeah, she's, um, the whole, it's a fan, YA fantasy again. It's really, really well done. The first book is really good. It's well-crafted. There's, the princess is engaged, and she's like, uh-uh, and she runs away, and then you've got three points of views. You've got the prince who's following her and the assassin who needs to kill her and the princess. Mm. And you can't, and, and you don't know through the whole first book which one is the assassin and which one the is the prince. prince. Oh, yes, yes. I remember that. I haven't read it yet, but... It's a really well-done book. It's a really well-done series. You know, sometimes, like, the last book in the series can be disappointing, but this I'm actually disappointed by the second book. Yeah, that too. The second book is always... I would say half the time, second book seems like filler book to me, but... I'm sorry. Oh, you okay? Sorry, baby. Cool? Nope, she's okay. She's all right. She's all right, everyone. <laughs> well, that's awesome. You're doing so good on finishing series. Yeah. You're, you're, you know... I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying to finish all the series. Yeah, we have so many. Wow. Well, that's good. Anything else? Okay. Uh, the Blueberry has started making pterodactyl noises like that. Yeah. She sounds like a baby pterodactyl, so... When I can't read or do much when she's awake, <laughs> so there's there's not a lot of happening. Is that That's a good pterodactyl? Good. You are the best pterodactyl. That's like two books. It's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I've done a lot of reading. Uh, I'm going to talk about a few of them. The first one I read was called River Marked by Patricia Briggs. Mm-hmm. It is book six in the Mercy Thompson series. Mm-hmm. This is an urban fantasy series, and... Mercy is a mechanic, but she's also a shapeshifter. She can change into a coyote. Oh, nice. And uh, she's also in a relationship with a werewolf. Oh. And the vampires. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so it sounds awesome. So it sounds awesome, yeah. This is book six in the series. Uh, I liked it. I don't think it was my favorite in the series, though. <laughs> a lot of uh, stuff happens. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, Mercy is, like, part, I think... Part Native American, so there's a lot. There's a, this one actually has a lot of Native American sort of history and lore in it, and yeah, just you know, fun stuff like that. I, I really enjoy this series. I think I'm maybe two or three books behind now. I think they're on eight or nine. Oh right, yeah. So that was River Mark by Patricia Briggs. Uh, the next book I read uh, is called Duke of Pleasure. Oh, nice. Yes, which is by Elizabeth Hoyt. 
This is number 11 in the Maiden Lane series, which is a historical romance series. And I think I've actually talked about some of her books before. And this book is an advanced copy, so it hasn't come out yet. Ooh, special. Yeah, I think it comes out in November or December, though. Uh, Not too much longer. And uh, it's about a young woman named Alf, who actually disguises herself as a boy most of the time, as a young boy, like a, like a teenager, and she's been doing this since she was young, living on the streets, that's how she survived, she, you know, dressed up as a boy, and, like, now she actually has a lot of odd jobs where she basically gathers information from people, you know, sort of, like, they pay her, you know, yeah. and she doesn't live in the greatest part of town, and I think it involves, um, clearly a duke. <laughs> and, nice. Yes, and he's been in the series before, too, so. Oh, so you, like, have been waiting for his story. Yeah, and her, she, like, she's popped up, so, yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was a really, sort of, interesting setup, and different than the other books, because, you know, Alf's really competent, and, you know, but she's, you know, lived in a really bad, you know, part of town for a long time, and, you know, part of it is she's not sure sort of how to act like a quote-unquote lady anymore because she's been living sort of as, you know, a teenage boy for a long time, even though, you know, it's not like she identifies as a boy, but she to keep herself safe, this is what she's had to do for, like, you know, 10 or 15 years. So, yeah, that was fun. Uh, it comes out, yeah, like I said, I think November or December, and it's fun. If you like historical romance, uh, I definitely recommend this series. That's awesome. And then the third thing I read, and I think the most exciting for me, is Magic Binds by Alona Andrews. Oh, yeah. I love Alona Andrews. I've talked about her before. Uh, This is book number nine in the Kate Daniel series. You should, should, like, definitely make an Alona Andrews fan club. Fan club? There's probably already a million fan club. You should be friends with them. Yeah, but Alona Andrews is really cool. This is another urban fantasy series. Kate Daniels is, or was, sort of a mercenary, and... Don't get away. Well, that's the beginning. Oh, like, you know, okay. the first book. She's a mercenary. Like, she just changed jobs and things. She oh, still okay. does stuff. She, you know, she likes to fight. And this one has a lot of stuff to deal with her father. If you know the series, like, you know, what's happening. Um, but this is a, such a good series. A good urban fantasy series. I feel like everyone I've recommended it to has, like, loved it. Um, and it's not too hard to get into. It's not, like, like super hardcore fantasy where you really have to, like, dive into stuff. Um, you know... It's definitely well-crafted and um, just well-written. The characters are really, you know, cool and interesting, complex, you know. I'm sorry. I'm, like, losing my train of thought because Kimberly's holding the blueberry and she's just, like, staring at me. She wants to, like, grab your face. Yeah, she does want to grab my face. She's discovered how to grab people's faces and then smoosh them, like, trying to rearrange your face. excellent. Which is awesome when she's got little baby nails. She does have baby nails. Very sharp. So that was Magic Binds by Alona Andrews. I gotta start that series. Yeah, I love the series so much. I know, I know. I know. But, like, it's so funny, like, every book I talked about this week, is part of a series and sort of a long series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I do enjoy a good a good series. Um, yeah, Magic Binds started, I think the first, I wonder what the first book is called. I think it's called maybe Magic Burns. They yeah. all have the word magic. It's Magic that? Burns. Is it Magic Burns? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I love the series. And the book came out a couple of weeks ago, right when I started Jury Duty and... I was in the middle of a couple of other books, and so I, I made myself wait yeah. until I was done, done. That's hard to All do. those other books before I bought it, because my friend, too, I told her that. I said, oh, I'm just going to buy it now, and then I'll wait till I'm done with these other books and finish it. And my friend said, are you going to be able to 
resist. And so then I just decided, because I was going to buy it digitally anyway, I just decided, you know what? The second I'm going to start it, I'll just buy it. It comes right away. So that's what I did. And I actually sort of paced myself and tried to read it slower. So it took me almost five days to read it, which is pretty good, you know? Hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to do. So, yeah, real good. Awesome. Okay, what are you watching, Kimberly? <gasps> I finished Gallivant. Oh, you did? I did finish oh, Gallivant. I think there's two seasons, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. It's 18 episodes total. Eight episodes in the first season, ten in the second. It was super cute. Yeah. Um, so did you like, I only watched, I've only seen like five episodes. I love it. I love okay. it. I think it's super cute. Kylie Minogue is in it for one episode. Yes, I saw that episode, I think. She's the, um... Oh no, I don't no, think I saw that episode. Okay, no. Um, she... I'm just thinking of San Andreas. She's in San Andreas. She is? Yes. So her yes. apparently her fiance is Galavant. <gasps> They're engaged. What? Yeah, I love Wikipedia. So Joshua Strace, Strass, Strauss. Strauss. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know how to say his last name, but he is Galavant, and he's engaged to Kylie Minogue. So Kylie Minogue Did made his appearance. Did she split up from Olivia and Martinez? I guess so. Okay. I guess so, yeah. I thought they were getting back together. Random gossip, sorry. Random gossip. Um, so, yeah, she's in it one episode. Um, the King Pirate, who's in the... Um, <laughs> Here, go to Antwi. Yeah, I'm gonna pick her. Okay, there you go. Oh, the baby's heavy. Okay. The King Pirate, who's in it, um, that's the father um, from Downton Abbey. Oh! Lord Grantham. Yeah! Yeah, he's the Pirate oh, King. Crazy. Yeah, and... Um, Oh, it was like it was really cute. In the last episode, they're doing this little like spoof, and and one of the kids goes goes. Um, I can write him a a song to the king. He goes, I can write him a song, and the guy goes, Shut up, Mankin, <laughs> which is uh, Alan, Alan Mankin, yeah, who's the obviously the music writer for yeah. Galvan. Um, it's it's a really sweet. I think I'm sad that it was only two up two seasons, yeah, but it totally is a good two seasons. Okay. It's a solid two seasons, so two and they were able to wrap it up. They well, did. Okay. So it could have still gone, but it also was okay that they stopped. Okay. Um, so you should watch the rest of it. I've been watching Gallivant, and then I saw something else, which I don't even know if I remember what it was, because I didn't write it down. Um, was it a TV show or a movie? I thought it was a movie, but now I don't remember. Okay. Oh, I bought... Oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I bought... Captain America, oh, Civil War. Civil War? I did. I bought it. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I yeah. really want to see it. Granted, I bought it and I have not watched it yet. I oh, watched yeah, just... like half of it because what oh, happens okay. is she goes to bed and then I'm like, oh, and I've got like an hour and a half where I can do anything. Uh, okay. So I didn't watch all of it. I only watched a little bit of it. Okay. Um, but I, I, I really want to watch that. There's this chase scene where chasing. they're in, they're, they're, they're basically running, and they've got, like, motorbikes, and they're running through traffic. Oh, yes, yes. And I yeah. thought that was really clever, like, the yeah. whole, like, avoiding the car. Because there's so much traffic. running, yeah. yeah usually it's, like, you know. You're all, on a bike or You're something. on a bike, and you're, like, swerving through. But this was really, really good. So, um, I want to see that. I want to see that. So, okay. I bought that. So, you've watched half of it. I've watched half of it. Yeah. Okay. But that's it. Okay. Okay, so, um. Have you got her? Are you okay? Yeah, she's fine. She's just hanging. I think she wants to eat her feet. Anyway. Yeah, she's just started eating her feet. It's the cutest thing. <laughs> she's, like, leaning towards them. Yeah, um, see them. What have I watched? Let me look at my list. I, I've been watching <laughs> season six of Hawaii Five-O. <laughs> uh, I've talked about Hawaii Five-O before on the podcast. It's sort of one of my, like, mindless TV shows that I like to watch where it's just interesting enough to, you know, keep your attention but not so dramatic that, you know, it needs all of your attention. And it's just silly fun, and there's a lot of good-looking people on it. Lots of times they're half-naked, and 
There's a lot of people from Lost on it, which I love. I love Lost. it. Yeah. Who else is on besides Daniel? Daniel Day Kim is on it. Um, Jorge, who played Hurley, he's oh, a regular yeah. character now. Oh, nice. Um, last season, or not last season, the previous season, John Locke's been on it. Um, oh, what's that's his name? cool. Um, what's his name? Terry right? Quinn. Yeah, Terry O'Quinn? O'Quinn? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And even they had this one girl on who was on only like one or two episodes of Lost. She was a redhead. Mm-hmm. Her name was Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she made an appearance once. That's what And there have been more that I just can't, I'm not thinking of. So that's really fun for me because... I've loved Lost. And so, yeah, I've been watching... Season 6 just popped up on Netflix a couple of weeks ago. Awesome. Netflix helpfully emailed me to let me know. Nice. And then last night, or yesterday morning, I went to see The Magnificent Seven. Awesome. The, yeah, you know, the new version. Yeah. How was it? Um, I thought it was pretty entertaining. I like westerns. It is, you know, pretty violent, as you can imagine. Yeah. And I liked all of the cast. Is it, is it Quentin Tarantino? No. No, no. It's Anton Foucault. Antoine Fuqua. Okay. Yeah. So it's definitely pretty intense, um, but it still had, you know, some funny moments. Yeah, I like the cast. Um, it's a pretty diverse cast, you That's know, fine. and I was telling Kimberly, I saw the Asian actor who's in it, Byung Hung Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were at lunch together, and I don't think you saw him, but he, I think he came in with two of his friends, yeah. and they didn't eat very much, and they had appetizers, and they left, like, before we left, so... Um, yeah, so that was, that was fun, my fun celebrity uh, sighting. Celebrity Yeah, he was cute. Yeah. <laughs> As you can imagine. And, yeah, that's all I've been watching, though. I, I haven't been watching a ton of TV. Uh, like I said, Drew Judy really threw me for, like, just messed up my schedule. Especially since it didn't go sort of all the way through. I took a break in between. Yeah. It just kind of, like, messed me up. Yeah. Sort of schedule-wise. And so, yeah. I do... Ooh. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if I want to see Miss Peregrine's home for peculiar children. Yeah, can really shake in your head. I enjoyed Tim Burton, and I liked the book. You know, I liked the book. Yeah. I, I normally enjoyed Tim Burton, except not recently. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's missing. Little, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know what it is? I don't want to. I don't want to see it enough that I would have to pay for to a babysitter. See it and a babysitter. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. how that works. Maybe it's a video, right? We'll see. A little butterball. You look yeah. like a little butterball. She's a butterball. So. Yeah, those are the things I've been watching. Nice. Cool. It's cool. And I think that's it for us this week. I think we were pretty good uh, lengthwise, maybe? I can't see yeah. how long we've been. Almost an hour. Oh, that's pretty good. Not too bad. Mm. But hopefully I'll have more knitting next week, uh, or next week, next episode in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to get a picture of Kimberly's scarf for you guys, because we've been talking about it, but I haven't gotten a single picture of it, so. Yeah. So, we'll see it on Instagram. Yeah, we'll put it on Instagram. Ooh. Oh, sorry, baby. You okay? (laughs) Well, we hope you guys have been well, and we will talk to you in a couple of weeks. Yay! Bye, happy knitting! Bye, happy knitting! You can find all the show notes at twistedstitchespodcast.blogspot.com. You can find me, Twee, on Ravelry and Instagram as fishgoal182, and Kimberly on Ravelry as Kimberly Buggy. You can also find our Ravelry group as Twisted Stitches.